This is The Guala Story, an exploration of the rise, fall, and reinvention of a startup, hosted by its creator, Josh Williams, and by me, I'm Dan Benjamin. This is episode number five. Hey, Josh. Happy Friday, Dan. Happy Friday. Can, we, can I say happy Friday? They're going to listen to this whenever they listen to well, it. Well, they can it only listen matter. to it on a Friday, I think. That's what we're... That's right. Yeah. That's right. So if, if listen to everyone listening to this right now. If it's not Friday, hit stop and come back when it's Friday. Otherwise, how can they play along at home? How can they? You have to experience it the way it was recorded. <laughs> That's right. The way we want. <laughs> so what's uh, what's going on up there? Let's see. Um, you know, we're... I'm busy working away on the spoiler, the 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 new Gowala, um, and so now I'm taking. A Wait break a second, to, you're doing you a know. new Gowala? Is that is that uh, happening? Have we talked about this yet? Well, not, actually, we haven't really. We haven't really. Not, we need not, to. Not really. Um, th- there's a lot to there's a lot to cover there. Um, but we we left off last time, kind of it, you know, after the. I, I think there was the, de- the you know the demise of of. OG Gowala. And, um, yeah, if you recall, there's, you know, there's a, you know, an open-ended question of, you know, this lawsuit that, that kind of, um, you know, landed, uh, right as the, you know, Facebook acquisition was, was happening. Um, which, you know, at the end of the day, isn't, um, uh, a big part of the story, but is one of those things that in, in some small ways, uh, you know, played into, uh, you know, where we are now and, 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 and followed, you know, followed me along for, you know, a, a period of years after, you know, after all of this. And, um, you know, if you recall, I, after, um, uh, you know, we, we wound things down. We, um, in part due to, uh, due to this, uh, class action lawsuit that had been filed against, um, you know, a dozen or so, you know, different tech companies, uh, you know, our board of directors, and I think rightly so was, um, you know, uh, hesitant to then, you know, create a, 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 a way for people to come and download their, you know, their koala data because, um, you know, God forbid you open yourself up to another, you know, potential, privacy, you know, vector. Yeah. And so there was, um, you know, there was hesitancy there and that was, that was really disappointing to us. And it was disappointing to, to not be able to, you know, uh, to follow through on that. And, and of course I, I spent, um, you know, uh, yeah, a couple almost two years at Facebook working on, um, pages, which is their, their local business platform and, um, and then location and events. So kind of like all these things that, uh, uh, where Facebook touches, you know, the real world, uh, quote unquote, and which was, which is different because Facebook is very much like this online community. And right. I was specifically working on, you know, projects that, um, allowed people to connect with, you know, other people in, in real life and businesses in real life. And I still had, you know, very much a desire to work on things that were for the benefit of local businesses and, uh, real life human interaction. Um, 
you know, and I think you're optimistic that you, you know, at a place like Facebook that, okay, we're going to have this canvas of a billion users and we'll go and, (laughs) and, uh, you know, make this happen. And, and it was always, you know, a kind of a, a tier two feature there. And I don't mean that kind of as a knock, but just as a reality in the sense that it wasn't newsfeed, it wasn't Instagram. Uh, it, it was the sort of thing that you could get allocation for engineers to, to work on it. Um, but not like a lot of engineers and not enough, you know, bandwidth to be able to, you know, to do the big things that you wanted to do. And at the end of the day, the reality was, is that is still, uh, a place like Facebook makes money on, you know, eyeballs, you know, scrolling through a news feed and, and tapping the occasional ad. Uh, and that's where the money gets made. And so that's where the, the resources are allocated. And I mean, that's just good business thinking, right? I mean, that that's, you want to spend money where you know you can make it back and where you know your customers will be and, and all of that, right? That's correct. And so location was, you know, it was a, it was a utility, uh, a piece that needed to be there in order to make other things work. And so you needed small business pages because small business pages um, allowed local businesses to run ads and you needed location to support those local business pages because that's how people, you know, know where on a map these places are located. Mm-hmm. And so that was the, that's, there's the trickle down. And so, it, you know, it was a thing you get resources for it, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the man, you weren't building any like really amazing, you know, social interactions around it. Uh, that said, there, there was some cool stuff that got done. There's a, there's a nearby feature that allowed you to, uh, see, when friends of yours were, were close by. Um, and then there was a few things that, that were, you know, built during that time that were, that were interesting, but never the sorts of things you'd be like, wow, this is, you know, this is a, an amazing product. And, um, and furthermore, because, uh, Facebook had, um, you know, crowdsourced a lot of their data, you know, for, for location and, and then, you know, to even seed a lot of their, um, you know, their local business pages. There was, um, even before I arrived, there were agreements in place to use, uh, say like Microsoft, you know, uh, Bing maps for all the map tiles. And of course, um, because it was Facebook, Obviously, you can't use Google's, you know, map because God oh, right. forbid, you know, right. you, you can't do that. Oh, same as Apple, um, like they have to have. Yeah, their, same, their same thing. You have own. to. So, and Apple, you know, we laughed at the time when they launched Apple Maps because it was, you know, it was notoriously bad in places and had problems. But if you fast forward, you know, I don't know how long it's been—a decade or you know—it's been a while since Apple yeah. Maps came out. It's a really great product now, and it's taken a lot of time, you know, an investment to get there. And at the time I believed that the Facebook needed to do the same. I felt, I believe it was a strategic liability, you know, that, that place was this foundational root level sort of data that uh, a company needed to, especially one that was, you know, a, a platform type company needed to have their own understanding of the world. Right. And, Google, um, uh, you know, 
they obviously understand this and they've, they've invested, you know, deeply in maps and it's hard to imagine a world, you know, w- without Google Maps. And, uh, you know, and Apple realizing that their reliance on Google was a strategic liability, you know, uh, the same. They, they've put their, uh, their investment into it and, and Facebook, um, you know, at the time, uh, was more of a, hey, let's outsource, you know, the, the industrial level, you know, data part of this, uh, to other people. Um, and so it always felt like, you know, again, the products were a little bit, uh, you know, what, what would you, what would, how would you say it? It is, it is just like the, um, you know, it's like Are going you trying to, the grocery, to be politically it's like going correct to the grocery store. Yeah, no, it's like you want to buy you want to buy like name brand tricks, you know, or right. or raisin <laughs> brand, and you get to the grocery store, and your mom's like, "Now nah, we're going to buy the you know the, generic the store, store brand, brand, the generic brand." And, yeah, and I always felt like it was a little bit like that. That that was like it was fine, you know, it worked, um, but it wasn't, you know. No one was going to, you know, use Facebook maps for their, for their quote unquote, not that that was a thing, but like, you know, that wasn't, um, wasn't where they were going to go to do that, sure. that sort of thing. Um, and so that was always like a tension for me while, while I was there. And it was, um, you know, uh, you look out it, it like people who were doing interesting things around, you know, social and mapping. So we, we've talked a bit about ways you know, Waze is one of those companies that I, I think was, you know, fascinating. And, um, you know, they obviously, and, and going to, to Google, I felt like it was very much a, you know, the rich get richer sort of scenario with sure. regards to like mapping and navigation. Um, and I also, um, I, I think ways going to Google as well, though, it was, um, and I recall like a, a billion dollar sale. So that was a, that was a big deal. It was a, in a big team. Um, they had, were you there during a, that time when that was happening? Yes, I was. Oh, cool. And, and so that was very much height of, you know, height of my awareness. Um, and you know, a, a really talented team that worked there. And it was one of those, uh, one of those deals where I think, I, I don't know. I, I think it was a good outcome for, for the founders. And, and, um, I know they had raised a lot of money and, and the, the cap table was such that a lot of investors were getting paid out. But I think everyone did, you know, uh, okay on that, that deal and, and got some value out of some, some really hard work, uh, to build that project. But it, at the same time, there, I think they ran into like an interesting, you know, scenario too of realizing, Hey, we've built this amazing social map where people are sharing where they're driving and we can use this to, you know, get a reading of how, uh, congested traffic is and where the speed traps are and where police w- are waiting for you. And it, and it was this great, um, you know, fun kind of community and tool a lot of people use. But even then they ran into the, okay, how do we make, how do we make money on this? And we've raised hundreds of millions of dollars and how do we return, uh, how do we return that investment? And, you know, for a free service, it comes down to like, well, you got to put ads. So we're going to have to figure out how does, you know, how does the Taco Bell icon, you know, show up bigger on your map? Um, (laughs) Or, you know, I, I'm getting directions from here to Sacramento. Here, let us show you. Would you like to know where all the Starbucks, you know, are between, on, on your route? And I think that there's, um, 
you know, there's a scale at which, uh, you know, you can make money there. But if you're a team like Waze and you've been, um, you know, working on maps so long and now you're getting to that place where it's like, oh, man, we've got to, you know, we have to sell ads against this. And now we have to build up an ads team to, to sell ads against this. Right. And, and that's where I think, you know, in a place like Google makes a lot of sense as, you know, a destination because they already have an, an advertising infrastructure and that's all in place. And so you can take something like Waze and, and tie it into the ecosystem. And, and, and now you can, you know, you can, get the return on investment out of a, out of a product like that. And, uh, but I think it does speak to like, uh, with, you know, these sorts of businesses in general, just how difficult they were. And, um, and so I saw, yeah, I'll be honest. Like I saw the, um, I saw the Waze acquisition and, you know, and I even looked at kind of our own efforts, you know, at Facebook and, and the company had grown, you know, more than doubled in size in the, in the, you know, short amount of time that we've been there. And, and, you know, you're spending time in meetings and, and as a product manager, uh, that's, you know, at least half of your life. And so you start thinking, oh man, I like to be building again and I want to step out and, and, and do something. And, and, you know, I, I wanted to work on place again. I, it was still very much in my, in my purview and what I was doing every day, but every day you go in and be like, golly, I wish I could just do this differently. I wish I wasn't laden with the, you know, the requirements of having to, you know, make sure this thing supports, um, you know, the hundreds of millions of people that are, that are already using it. Cause I would have done it differently, you know, and part of that's just like, it's, you know, hubris and, and, um, somebody who, you know, me, is more comfortable working, you know, from a blank slate than, Hey, here's this thing that's already being used by, you know, tons of people. And, right. and you, you need to kind of like herd the cats to, you know, um, you know, make the number go up another 5% by the next quarter, whatever it is, you know? Right. So, um, so that's, you know, ultimately led me to, to step back out and, and along with, you know, some friends, we, uh, we started this other, this company called last guide and, um, uh, again, the idea being that if we do this right, this will be the, the last guy that you ever need. And, mm. and we were looking at uh, things like, you know, Eater and um, uh, I'm trying to think who else was doing interesting stuff in the, the editorial space then. So obviously, like the original Gowala was like, was it a game? Was it a social network? Um, what was it? I mean, could, like, uh, you yeah, know, we, we never knew. That was the problem. Right. <laughs> well, what was it to you guys that were building it? When we, when we started, it was a game, you know, that, that's how I envisioned it. It was, it was going to be a game and, and it was, um, you know, it was social. We wanted to make it social because that's, that's why it would be fun. But we, but we viewed it, you know, as a game initially and, you know, really it was, you know, after we put it into the world, the, you know, the, um, the tail was wagging the dog a bit. Yeah. Um, There's so much attention of the, on the social side, that, you know, we eschewed a lot of the, the original, you know, game-like uh, elements and said, okay, well, like, this is bigger than the game. We have a chance to be the next Twitter. Let's go. Um, whether or not, you know, that ever had a chance of being true uh, is a different, you know, again, a different discussion. But that's the, you know, that's the Kool-Aid we decided to drink. Sure, sure, sure. So, you know, going back to it, there was a realization of, I think – walking away from Facebook 
Um, well, I can't do a social network because I just came out of one. And, and after I'd seen how the sausage gets made, you know, at that moment, you know, Facebook had acquired Instagram. And um, I definitely had this feeling of like, well, golly, I don't want to go compete against this. You know, not, not directly. Like, right. it's a, you know, it's a behemoth. So social's out. Um, and I, I wasn't convinced on the game front again at, at that point. So I was like, well, let's let's think about editorial. Let's think about like socially curated stuff. And and if you looked at again, uh, Eater or some of you know Zagat was still a thing. Yelp. Um, you had all these kind of legacy local, and I'm not calling Eater legacy because they're they're still around. They do a great job, but they were very like web based properties. And the mobile experiences were were jank and. And, you know, we had this thought of like, could we build, you know, kind of a native mobile experience that allowed, you know, people to um, curate a curate list of their favorite places and share them, you know, with their friends. And by the creation and curation of those lists, can we build up kind of this social mapping product uh, that was basically you know, maps or guides that you would, you know, make for your friends. And a lot of it would be um, person to person. And then you could have people like, you know, Eater or others come in and, and build on top of it. And, um, and that was the, you know, kind of the, uh, the idea for it is like, let's, let's build a platform that allows for this. And I loved, you know, I've long been enthralled with this idea of, you know, building list of places and, uh, people, you know, you kind of have your, Everyone has that friend who's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go to New York. I, I need to ask them, you know, what are the bars or, or restaurants that I should go to? Absolutely. And you know the person to ask. And so like – and I know people who have like in their notes app, they have here's my – you know, here's my Brooklyn list and here's my Miami list and here's my, you know, Berlin list. Or are they – they keep them like obscure places. And so we had this belief that – Here's all these disparate, you know, disparate places that people keep list of things to do. And let's kind of bring that into one, you know, one kind of native experience. Um, and again, for, for like many reasons, we, uh, we floundered and, you know, we, we didn't get the product out the door, uh, that we wanted to ultimately, um, a couple of us were dealing with um, family health issues at the end of the time. And it was just, you know, for a variety of reasons, it was um, bad timing. Like life, life happens, right? Life happens. And, um, you know, and at the same time, I, you kind of start to realize too, like even the further we got into that one, there's a realization of like, oh, is there, is there even a business here? You know, even if, even if we get this to work and, and it, um, and it works and people still do this. Do we just end up in the ways, you know, situation where, yeah, we built this amazing thing, but actually to monetize it, we still end up back at, you know, you still end up back at one of the big companies who has, you know, an ad sales engine that they can stick behind it. Um, which again is not like, it's not a horrible thing. It's just not the type of product that, that I was really excited to, sure. to build. Um, needless to say, like you said, life, life happened and, and, um, you know, last guy kind of met its demise, um, after a couple of years. And the, you know, I got to work with some great people during that time. Um, and I think those are the things that kind of come out of these experiences that even though the ultimate outcome is not, what you wanted, what anybody wanted, the, the relationships, if you manage them well, 
I think, or, you know, where you can still find, you know, returns on, on those efforts. And, and, and frankly, after that time, I was, I was just exhausted, you know, the, cause did you really get uh, a break between the two businesses? No, that was stupid too. Like if, if you go and you do this and you're listening out there and, and you, you know, you've done a startup or, you know, maybe, maybe you, you did have the, the privilege of, of selling it moving forward, or maybe you didn't, but like, Give yourself room to breathe between these things. If you could and go back, how much do you? How much time would you have given yourself? At least like six months minimum. Um, you know, maybe a, a year. That doesn't or even sound like that much time. No, it, it does. It doesn't. I mean, and you're probably right. You're poking at me a little bit here. You know, it probably should be longer. But I mean, I didn't take any time. You know, I, I took you know, maybe a few weeks. Um, That's not enough time. It. A few weeks. No, it's not. It's not. And, um, yeah, so I was pretty, I was pretty burned out, you know, um, at the end of that, at the end of that time. And, um, you know, I, uh, let's see, you know, my, uh, my father, he passed away. He had had cancer for about eight years. He passed away in the spring of, uh, of 2015. So that was kind of coinciding the time when, um, you know, we were winding things down again and, you know, we, um, yeah, I, I, I still had to work, you know, that was my, my reality was, was, was such that, um, you know, I, I wasn't in a place where, um, you know, I, I've got three kids. I, my son had just been born at the same time too. And so, yeah, there's just a lot. And you kind of have this, like, I, um, I need to set things up in a way that I can give myself, um, some space, but also, you know, acknowledge the reality that, you know, I don't have an endless supply of, you know, savings to, uh, to live off of. Right. Um, and golly, like, frankly, you kind of sit there and you, you play the, um, well, geez, do I, you know, uh, do I call my people back up at Facebook and, you know, talk about, you know, going back. But I mean, frankly, I was burnt out of that too. And so I, you know, that's where at that time I, I kind of just made the decision of, Hey, like I'm going to go back to what I know. And I, I know design pretty well. And I know, I do know early stage startups and I'll find ways that I can, um, you know, partner with companies that are, that are at very, you know, formative stages, but to do it in a, you know, a consulting partnership sort of manner instead of joining something full time so that I can manage my time and you not give myself a little bit more space and, and kind of do it on, on my terms. And, um, that, you know, about six months after my, my dad passed, um, you know, I, I kind of hung my shingle and said, Hey, I, you know, I'll, I'll jam a little bit if you're working, you know, on something new. Uh, and, and through my network, I was able to meet some, some teams that were, that were doing some cool stuff. Um, and that was enough to you know, like keep me busy and engaged, but also not tied to like really long schedules. You know, I, I could take a project that maybe it was going to take four weeks or six weeks and, and then, you know, I'd spin to something else. And so the pace was, was different. And, um, that, that gave me some space, you know, that I needed to, uh, kind of decompress after everything. For sure. And I mean, I will say there's kind of this, there's this weird thing. I don't know if you've noticed this or if it's just me or what, but there seems to be like a very weird 
like once you've become like an entrepreneur, a founder of something, it's weird because people kind of always expect you that like, well, that's just, that's just like what you do from now on. And, you know, in, I mean, in your case, you've kind of come back to it and things like that. But the reality is um, for a lot of people, like that's a thing that they did and they might, you know, they might continue doing it. They might do something different, but it doesn't, the business that you start and, or the company that you start, it doesn't, I don't think, I mean, unless maybe you're Steve Jobs, it doesn't really completely define you as a person. And I'm not saying it defines Steve Jobs either, but I'm saying like he, he's so connected to Apple and what Apple was that it, like if he went and like, well, I'm going to like, if he said, well, I'm going to take like a chairman role at some other company, which he kind of did like, but you know, like there's something weird about it. I'm not making myself very That's clear, right. but, but it's almost like, well, Josh started Gowala. Like he can't like go back to do design now. Like he has to start a new company. Did you feel that? Did you feel that kind of pressure or that expectation at all? Like, well, I can't, I can't just be a regular mortal human again, doing project work. I have to be the guy that starts companies still. Uh, yeah, I did. I did feel that. I don't know if it was just, you know, self-imposed or, or if the pressure was real, but, it, but it is a real feeling. And I think that, like you said, um, I mean, at the end of the day, like people, most people have never heard of Koala. That's the reality, you know? And, and so there is like a, who cares, you know, who cares that you did this thing once upon a time, but at the same time, on a personal level, your identity does become so tied, especially like in a small, small ish network, you know, like ours, you know, where it is maybe a little bit more well-known and your identity is tied to that thing. And so there is that question of like, well, could I, could I ever do that again if I wanted to, or, um, would I ever want to do that again? Um, and I was, uh, you know, to be honest, I, I, you know, was in a place where I, I got to a point where I, I didn't know that I had ever, I'd ever raised money, you know, uh, again, from investors, the, I think the, um, you know, after the Guala experience and then after having to, you know, shut down last guide and we hadn't raised a ton of money, but you know, it was a material amount. Um, some of it from previous investors, some of it from new people, some of it from friends. And it sucks to go back to people that, you know, and be like, you know, even if it was a nominal amount, you know, to be like, yeah, you know, that's a, a big fat zero. Hmm. And, but you know, they, I mean, like and, as, as, as bad as it must feel like they had to know that risk. Of course, you know, and, and I, now, um, you know, you start to see, over time, you know, all the angles of these things and I'm, I'm more comfortable with it, but still it feels bad in the moment. Yeah, of course. And, um, the, so yeah, I, I think I found, you know, frankly, a little bit of refreshment of just being able to, it took a while to get comfortable with it, but to just like not, not be on the grid, you know, so to say, and, right. you know, I can go and, and, um, you know, work with, uh, I worked with this, uh, this company called Astro. They were making a, an email client. Um, and, uh, I worked off and on with them for, uh, a year and a half or so. They ultimately, uh, sold to, to Slack, uh, a really great team and a, a number of others. But, you know, you get to work with a, a team like that where initially when I, I started jamming with them, it was just me and the, 
you know, three or four co-founders. Um, and, and then at the point they sold to Slack, I think the company was close to 30 people. And, mm. you know, it was nice to be like along for that journey, but more as a, you know, like a, you know, side piece, <laughs> but, sure, but not, sure. uh, um, you know, it, it, you could sleep at night cause it's not, you know, it's not my, um, um, not my problem, you right. know, at the end of the day. And I'm not the one raising the money. Um, and I figured out like, if you're sidebar, if you are consulting, whether you're a former founder or not, uh, maybe you're just doing this because it's your, it's your gig. Um, but the one thing I did start doing during this time was you figuring out with, with a lot of these deals, okay, I'm not, um, they're not my companies, but I don't just want to be like a total hired gun. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I figured out how, you know, in a lot of these ways I could, I could, um, uh, get some, some skin in the game in terms of equity, you know, on a lot of these, you know, projects that I was, I was doing, uh, I didn't have a lot of free cash flow to angel invest, you know, which is kind of the, you know, uh, the end thing, end thing to do. Um, and, you know, so for me it was like, well, I can't, you know, I don't have, I don't have bankrolls out there, uh, even to put into these companies if I wanted to. Um, but I can do some, you know, I can put some skin in the game and, and, um, uh, and, and get some equity that way. And, and ultimately it was a, it, it turned out to be a, like a nice way to, uh, again, pay the bills and have, have some equity in projects that, that could have the potential to go on to, to, you know, have some value. So even though I wasn't, again, uh, founding something, it, it made me feel like I was involved and I enjoyed, I learned a lot, you know, I worked on a, you know, a bunch of different types of companies. Um, and, and my pattern recognition got pretty good, you know, to the point that you'd see a lot of founders in similar stages and you could help them, you know, uh, Hey, here's, have you thought about this? Or you should talk to this person. They've got, um, you know, they, they've done this sort of thing before and might have, uh, you know, good feedback for you. And, um, and in the middle of all this, my, you know, the side, the kind of the, the curveball is my, uh, my wife, Rachel decided to, uh, uh, go to culinary school. Huh. And, um, and so that was the, uh, you know, she, she had taken some, some classes and had, uh, it's always been a passion of hers and had, had kind of raised the subject of, Oh man, I'd love to do this full time. And I was in a place where like, I wasn't tied down anywhere and, mm -hmm. you know, wasn't vesting stocks, you know, at, at some big company. And, um, so I was like, well, we, we have the ability to, to do that. And so, uh, we, we moved up to, to Napa for her to go to, to culinary school for a couple years, you know, with the intent that, Hey, we'd head back to the city after, you know, after she, she graduated. And that was, um, that was six years ago. Oh man. Um, and we haven't left. And so obviously, um, you know, her, uh, you know, surprise, it turns out that, Napa's not a horrible place. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. who, uh, knew, who knew? Who knew? Um, I was never into wine or anything. It wasn't like, not that I didn't like wine. It just wasn't an interest of mine. And, and, um, but Rachel loved, loved the cooking scene. Uh, she, you know, came to the culinary Institute up here. Um, and you know, we, it became our home and our community. And so at that point, you just kind of like, my kids were in school, Rachel was in school, then Rachel was working at, you know, um, 
Michelin star restaurants up here. And that's when I kind of, my, you know, for me is this realization of like, well, this is my life now, you right, know? Right. Um, and it becomes, you know, far less about you and far more about kind of the, the journey that you're on as a, as a family. And, and I, it was probably like, maybe three years ago after, you know, after our, our, our stay had already gone a year longer than we expected that you start to realize like, Oh, this is, you know, this is home and my, my kids are not young anymore. And I've got a kid in middle school and, and then you got a kid in high school. And, um, and you realize like, I, I, uh, I guess this is life. And, and at that right, like point, we, I guess we've made a decision to live here. Right. Exactly. And we're, we're not going back to San Francisco. Um, I probably should optimize my life, you know, like kind of, it wasn't a bad gig, you know, doing kind of design partner work, you know, from here to there. Uh, it, it was fine. Like I, I loved it. It was great. And, it, but you do have a little bit of, there's a little bit of like a, a death inside of yourself of like, well, you know, I guess, um, uh, I'm not going to start a company again. I really, you know, I don't know what I would do, um, anyhow. And, uh, I'm just, I'll optimize for this. And this is, this is what we're, this is what we're doing. And I, I you love know, that your, was, your approach is all optimized for this. It's such a, uh, that's such a kind of mentality that I think is going to be, it's very familiar to me. I think our listeners will appreciate that too, but like that makes sense in a lot of ways, you know, like it really does. Yeah. And it wasn't like, it's a, it wasn't a bad thing at all, but it was definitely like a, this is, this is how the river has, has led us. And, um, and, and I'm at peace with that. And there is a little bit of like, a, if this is what it is, this is what it is. And I, and you know, it's funny uh, during this, you know, the past six years that we've, we've now, now been here, um, you know, occasionally you'd have somebody reach out uh, or investor would refer them, uh, because they talked to somebody who was like, Oh, I'm going to work on some social restaurant recommendation engine or some, you know, event mapping, you know, something service. And you, you get all these, uh, you know, referrals of like, Oh, you should talk to Josh. He's, he's done something like that before he might have thoughts. And, um, and it be it was interesting to, as you get you know a couple of those come across your um your desk every year they uh it, for me it was you know on one hand it made you jealous that you weren't in the arena you know of like course. oh man like oh i would do that differently or oh like that's not going to work or, Oh, I've seen, I've done that. And it's a bad idea. And you kind of rub your temple seeing enough of these come across, you know, absolutely um, come across your plate of, of like, Oh man. And, and what's interesting about it is I think the people who get excited about this sort of stuff, um, there, everyone does share a little bit of the same sort of, sort of bug. And, there's this, I, I, I have a favorite bar and it has a patio and they serve beer outside and I hang out there with my friends and I want to know, I want everybody to know about this place and there's not a good way to do that. Right. Uh, and, and I want to have people come and, and join me there or, um, I, I, we talked about the list building phenomenon earlier. I, I want to be able to give my friends a, a guide to all the places that they should visit while they're in London 
Or I want to keep, it's the whole life logging, the journaling thing. I want to keep track of all the places that I, that I've gone. And, and all these, like, all these little things like scratch and itch, um, that I believe a lot of us have wanted, you know, to see a product do these things. And, uh, Gowala certainly did to a degree. And then I think Foursquare was kind of the last thing that did. And, and then, you know, Foursquare largely pivoted into a data, you know, company. And, um, you know, with the exception of, you know, their swarm product. Um, but that's the, that's where we are now. And so you, you know, every six months, somebody's like, oh, I'm going to figure out how to do it again. And, and the reality is like, um, it's a lot harder than, uh, than it looks for, for many, many reasons. Um, I, I think, Gowala, I think we lucked into um, some of our success. I think we made really good products. Like we we made a high quality product, but in terms of like the how and the why we built it was a little bit more lucky. I think Dennis at Foursquare, I think he's brilliant. Uh, and he has like a really, um, uh, a really keen mind on what, um, what makes these sorts of, you know, what makes these sorts of services interesting and what made Foursquare interesting. And, uh, I think that the, you know, if, if you're coming into this and you don't have kind of like, you know, maybe the background that he did in this space or, or whatnot, you can step into it and, and just think, oh, we're going to build this thing and it'll be cool. And, and then it turns out it's just, it's a lot harder than it, you know, it yeah. looks. Yeah. Um, there, there's the, the cold start data problem of uh, like, where do I, where do I get this data? Like, where right. do I get the play? I mean, the and there's, and it's, it's not, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not a little bit of data either. I was thinking no. when you were, when you were talking about Napa and you're talking about all this stuff, you know, Dan Cedarholm and I started the website called Corked. Back, yes, in, uh, you know, I think it was overlapping with this time period, maybe a little That's bit. That's right. And I, uh, you know, I'm, I remember very clearly when we were starting out, we had, I, I had this dilemma because, like, he was doing the design stuff, and I was basically doing everything else. And so he would, the joke we always had was that he would design something beautiful, in you know, because he was. Like he's super modest about it. Oh, he's, but yeah, he, he no, was he's good. so good. And yeah. he was also really, really fast. So mm -hmm. when I say that it would take him a day to design something, I, I'm saying that as the highest possible compliment and not, oh, he had it easy. It only took him a day. It, that's just the way that his sort of design genius worked. Um, but the joke was that, you know, he would design something in a day and then it would take me two weeks to actually make it work. But one of those challenges that we had is exactly what you're talking about right now, which is that that data, that initial, like, how do you get the information that you need? How do you get that? Right. And, you know, it, it, now I think it would be much easier for, for both businesses. But at the time, it was like, how are we going to get how are we going to get information on all these wines that exist in the world? And like there was some little tiny like seed database that we got. And then we really relied on everybody, all of our users to kind of fill in the rest of the the data, kind of the way Waze did, kind of the way you did. But like, that's a huge consideration, especially if you're in the space that you guys were in, I would have imagined that would have been an incredible challenge. It, it's a product in and of itself, right? you know, and, and I think that, 
of course, now you can. You could go out there and say, hey, we're going to, um, you know, Foursquare has a database, but uh, it's it's actually not inexpensive, you know, to use. Right. Uh, Google has a, a places database, but now you're 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 pretty tightly beholden to Google and mm-hmm. their their terms of service. Right. And so these are all the things that you're weighing into this of like how, you know, uh, how do I make this work? And it, it's, um, you know, when you look at the other companies now where they are, to my, my understanding is I believe um, I believe Snap uses a lot of Foursquare data, you know, underneath it. Uh, I believe uh, I don't know where the initial data um, that is kind of like all the gym data that that Niantic uses for Pokemon Go. I know a lot of it oh, came man. out of there out of Ingress, you know, which is like the predecessor game. And a lot of that was crowdsourced. But it's it's if you if you look at the gyms, a lot of it's like public domain sort of stuff. So it's like, oh, here's, you know, this historic marker. Uh, that exists somewhere and they've, you know, they've been careful, I know, to, you know, to build up their, their data in a way where they are, aren't encumbered by like, you know, bogus rights that they, you know, that they would have to give up. And even like stuff like, um, OpenStreetMap, which is, which is a, a really great tool and service, you know, their whole deal is like, Hey, you can use it for free, but, it, it, you know, if you add to it or build, you know, on top of it, you have to, you know, turn it back over, uh, in kind, uh, which again is, is like a great altruistic thing to do. But if you're wanting to build something that is kind of unique, uh, and, and somewhat, uh, again, bespoke to your own situation, that may not be the way that you want to go either. And it's one of the things that just makes this whole space really, really difficult, you know, to get started. And, uh, you know, and so it was one of those things too, for me, looking at it from afar and you see these companies come through and it's like, well, Hey, I'm, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And, um, you just, again, kind of rub your head and, and think, well, good, good luck. Yeah, and, yeah. um, you know, and, and not in a, um, you know, condescending sort of way, but just, it, it just that realization that it, it's, it's difficult. It's hard. And for me, my struggle with it was one of realizing like, man, there's, I, I see these projects and, and you, I say there, there's some like real winners out there. So in the midst of like the ones that you felt like were, were fool's journeys, um, there was also like some real winners where you thought like, this is, this is different, um, and, and unique. And, um, one of those was, uh, Andrew Mason, who is the founder of, um, Groupon, uh, did this project a few years back called Detour and Detour was this, um, were these audio tours and you, uh, you, you loaded up the Detour app, uh, and you'd go to, you know, whatever street corner in San Francisco and you'd say, okay, I'm going to do the, the tenderloin tour and you hit start and they would recognize here's where you are based on your GPS. And, and, you know, you put your headphones in and the, you know, the nice celebrity voice would say, Hey, turn left and walk up the street. Now look at the building on your right. And it kind of gave you that museum sort of quality audio tour that you could do on your own. And it was really, uh, it was a, a, a really well done experience um, and the, the content they put out, they, I can't remember if they did a dozen of these tours or a couple dozen, but it was, it was really great. Uh, but then you ran into the, well, you know, how often am I going to go do and, you know, one of these audio tours at, um, 
uh, you know, such and such a place. And like your hit rate is just really low at that point. You know, it's like they've got a dozen tours and I don't live no close to one. And so when am I going to do this? And, um, despite like how well the app was done, there was a, again, a challenge with, you know, getting people to actually use it. So they, they opened up, my understanding is they kind of opened up the platform to let other people, you know, put tours onto that. And, and in the process, they built a, um, uh, they built an internal tool to help them transcribe the audio for all of, uh, all the, all this tour audio. And of course, as these startup stories happen, they built a really great transcription, um, you right. know, tool, uh, which, uh, then they decided, Hey, maybe this is actually a big deal. Actually than, the product. You know, the original, right. Yeah. That's the product. And so they, uh, rebranded, you know, the company Detour as Descript. And, and now that's the, you know, incredibly, uh, well, amazing, you know, yeah. amazingly built transcription, magical transcription Very service magical, that's out yeah. there that a lot of people are using. Yeah. When and, you tell um, people how it works and what it does, like, yeah, but you can't really do that. Like you can't do that. Like, yeah, they do it now. Well, you can't, yeah. but that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, um, that that's, you know, that's how these things happen. And so, so detour, you know, was interesting, but is no more. Um, Mars bot was another, you know, interesting thing. Also audio that was built out of, um, out of Foursquare labs. Uh, I don't think I've heard of that one. So it's a, it's a little experimental app that they built and they took a lot of like Foursquare's, uh, like tips data. And of course they, if, you know, you use Foursquare and it knows, hey, you you check in or you go to you know taco places or or beer gardens or whatnot. And so you might be walking down the street and uh Marsbot comes over the headphones, you know, much like Siri and, and is like, Hey, there's this this taco spot on the right has, you know, uh really great um you know uh coaching up a bill. And uh, and they basically found a way to take all of this, you know, tip data that they had and repurpose it as kind of passive, you know, audio content, uh, that, you know, was location aware. And I thought that was like that it's a smart, it's a smart little tool. Um, again, the, yeah, they had the benefit of like, we have all this content, you know, that we, you know, we have that we can give it, you know, give to the world and we didn't have to go curate it. And again, I think that's, you know, that's one of the challenges. Uh, there's another one now that's doing, it's called, uh, here, here. Ironically, these are all like audio, uh, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Uh, but here, here is a, um, like get it. H E A R H E R E. Um, they are doing uh, like these short form, like two or three minute sort of, um, history, uh, and you can't even call them podcasts, but they're, they're narrations and they, they like Kevin Costner is one of their narrators and they've got some, you know, real voice talents. Their whole thing is like, you're driving down the road and you get a push notification on your phone. And it's like, Oh, you're driving past, um, or you're driving through such and such national forest or you're driving past, you know, such and so's historical home. And you can, you know, swipe to unlock your phone and it'll instantly play this like three minute audio clip that tells you, you know, the history of, of where you are right now, uh, which I think is like, it's fascinating. And, you know, if you're, if you're a road tripper, um, it's the sort of thing that, uh, you know, if you're in your, your airstream and, and bumming around, you know, the country, uh, you, you find, you know, really great content on there. Oh yeah. 
Um, but again, there's kind of these weird marriages of, um, I, at the end of the day, I, I don't know how, how big the markets are, you know, for, for any of these. And, um, I think that was the challenge for me was this question of golly, if you want to go back and build like one of these, a really great, you know, entertaining social location-based project, the upfront expense is not insignificant. So you're definitely going to have to raise, you know, venture capital, uh, probably to the tune of, you know, millions, if not tens of millions of dollars, at which point you have to have a business, right? you know, to make this work. Um, and that's the part where I just like, I'm out. I don't know. I don't know what the business is. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Um, at least not at the point, not, not, not at the point where you're like, well, you just have to sell to Google or you're competing with Google or, um, and even like stuff like, Oh, place list, that whole idea. Well, Apple, you know, now you can build guides and Apple maps and you've got my maps on Google. All these things just become features and, uh, they're not particularly well built. They're not the main event. They're not as great as, you know, you could build yourself with a small team, but there's no business there. So how do you justify it? You know? And, um, that's a, you know, that's an interesting place to, to land. And to be honest, um, that's where I kind of felt like I, you know, I, I just may never do this again, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) um, because there's too much stress and, um, uh, and, and not enough visibility into, into what the, you know, what the payout you know, looks like in a way that you could actually turn it into a sustainable business. Um, and then, you know, and then Pokemon go came along and, um, you know, what was your thought on that? Like when that first came out, I mean, that, that was very interesting because especially like you said before, you had, uh, you had always thought of Goala really as a game. And now here was something that was very obviously a game that was all about location, all about finding something in a place. Um, and they obviously it, it, did it really, really well. Right. It felt very validating. Yeah. You know, it was one of those things of like, ah, somebody did it. You right. Know, somebody, somebody who wasn't Google or Facebook or <laughs> Apple proved, proved that you could do this at scale and you could get millions of people out there exploring the world um, and they, they had some, you know, fabulous, they had the tailwinds of, of Pikachu to get them there, right. but, um, uh, but they did it. And, you know, for me, I thought, you know, that was ex- extremely inspiring, um, to see, to see somebody do it. And, and to be frank, I, I kind of thought, well, um, this will kind of open up a, a golden age of, you know, we'll, we'll see a bunch of new, uh, of new entrants of people who will figure out, Hey, here's, you know, here are ways that we can build kind of these large scale, you know, location based, um, games or experiences. Uh, and, and then, you know, the watershed never really came on that, you know, Pokemon was a success and has continued to, to grow, but we haven't seen, you know, we haven't seen much else, you know, right. um, uh, come along there. And, um, that I, I just, I do. I finally have, have come to the place of realizing like, uh, uh, if anything, I think Niantic has shown that there, there is a large, a large opportunity to build, you know, um, 
an experience at scale to make it profitable, to build an independent company. Um, and I don't think they're going to be the only ones to do it. Uh, and in large part, I think they were, um, you know, somewhat instrumental in, uh, finally, you know, kicking me out of my chair to, to go give this a shot again. That's pretty interesting. So it, it, it was part of Pokemon go that kind of brought you back to wanting to do this. It was, it took, it took a couple of years to, you know, obviously germinate. Um, you know, I've, I've stayed, you know, at the same time, there's still the practicalities of, I live in Napa. I, my kids are in school. Do I really want to, um, uh, start a venture back, you know, company again. And also, um, you know, we, uh, will investors let me build a team remotely? You know, that's the, that's the other thing. Yeah. Um, what is your take on that? What's your, what's the thinking about that? What's been the response to that? Well, of course, like two or three years ago, the, the thinking was still predominantly, no, you need to have, you know, you need to hire your team and you need to get a location in the city and are like in a tech hub. Um, and you know, do it that way. Uh, and then of course, you know, a year and a half ago, all those assumptions got shattered. Yeah. And, um, you know, for, for me, um, I, I don't know that I would be doing this if it, if it were not for, for COVID, you Mm. know, that's Mm. like the weird, that's the weird thing about all of this is, is all of a sudden, um, well, everybody's remote, you know, so that illusion, I've always believed that, you know, um, you can build fantastic remote teams. I've just never wanted to, you know, I ha- uh, everything else is so hard. I didn't want to fight that battle. And, um, and now all of a sudden that has been taken off the table is, you know, kind of a, a non-starter and everyone's just assuming, you know, your team is going to be remote because that's what we're doing now. So all of a sudden, um, uh, remote, um, Remote talent is not an issue. Um, you know, I, I watched, uh, you know, all the, the word is, is that, you know, Pokemon is Pokemon goes turning, you know, a billion dollars in, in revenue uh, a year now. Um, and, and then you look at stuff like, like Fortnite and uh, Roblox and these, you know, massive, you know, social gaming platforms that are, you know, going public at, $40 billion valuations. And so no longer is there a question of like, can you build something at scale here? So scale is not the concern. Right. Uh, a, a, a team is not the concern. Uh, a remote team is not the concern. So those two things were, you know, uh, kind of checked off in my mind. Um, and then there's just a question of like, well, well, what is the, you know, what is this thing then? Um, and I should probably save that for another episode. Mm. I mean, cliffhanger. You're the best at the cliffhangers. <laughs> We've been talking for a while. Oh, it's been this an hour. I'm just point. saying, like, you, you know, we have to stop somewhere, but you you just know right where to do it to make people want to tune into the next episode. Now it gets fun. Um, yeah, this is, uh, you never know how, how life, you know, kind of walks you down unusual trails that bring you, you know, to, uh, outcomes you didn't expect. And that's the truth. All right. So if people want to get in touch with you, you're JW on Twitter, they can hit you up there. 
I'm at Dan Benjamin. And of course, they can go to our website, uh, which is goala.fireside.fm, and click the contact link and send us an email that way. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, Josh, it's a great story. I can't wait for next week. It's great. Always great to talk to you. Have a good one. Take care. Bye.